Welcome, everybody. This is episode four of Run It Back. We are a Valorant podcast, as you know, and we talk about Valorant. So today, what I wanted to spend most of the episode doing was going over the Humongo patch that we got, patch 5.5 or 0.50, whatever it is, man. Decimal yeah, points. You gotta put that zero Same in thing. the search engine, or they they won't know. Yeah, yeah Google problems. Yeah, we figured that one out the hard way before. <laughs> um, so there was a really really big patch that was put live, not even a week ago at this point, right? How long ago was it? It was only a few days. I think it was uh, Monday or Tuesday. Let me check on that. Five days ago. There were a lot of fundamental changes that were introduced with this patch, and I really wanted to try and spend a lot of time going over all of them in detail today. So, I mean, let's just get right into it, right? The first thing, um, the first major um, section of the patch notes is uh, gameplay and balance is what it says here. And the first part of this section is called weapon updates, and it says, you will no longer enter the walking accuracy state when transitioning from run to stop. We noticed many players were entering a walking accuracy state during their run to stop transition that made it appear as if shots fired slash landed were done at full speed. So this is something that I had complained about a ton and I've seen a lot of other people complain about as well like watching streams and whatnot about a game just like Counter-Strike is supposed to make it so when you are moving at full speed, your accuracy with any weapon is wildly more inaccurate than when you are standing still. However, oftentimes it'll feel like someone will just rush around a corner, not even stop moving, and one tap you in the head. And it's those kinds of things that make me upset when I'm playing the game because I'm I'm not the type of person to try and abuse mechanics like that because I play the game assuming that that is never going to happen because it's not supposed to, right? So if I'm stopping my movement to try and shoot somebody who is not stopping and still shooting me and still one-tapping me in the face as they rush around a corner, I'm going to be pretty upset. Considering... Sure, but you, you nailed it in what you said, though. They're not actually doing it. It just it looks like that's what they're doing, but they're doing the same thing you are at a fundamental level, which is yeah. they're either peeking a corner or they're whatever it is that they're doing. They're coming to a stop and firing the shot in that time, um, which, yeah, no, I totally agree. It, it, it sucks because it's like, okay, why can that guy shoot me in the face running at full speed and not have to stop when I gotta stop. But that's not what's happened. At least at a like at a net code level, right? Yeah, that's just it, the difference it, it, in what's happening on your screen versus what they're doing on theirs. I mean, I'm sure it's also like super tough, right? You want to create an accurate game. People are walking quite a bit. And even the run to like a gamer like me who's used to having some sort of a like clickable sprint I guess you could call it, right? Um, I'm not used to games like this or CS as much where it's either walk or like fast walk, run type thing, right? Uh, you don't want to make like it feel super slidey. You want it to make it feel tight. But then when you make it feel tight, sometimes it seems like they can stop super quick, right? 
and even on your side, that stuff happens so quickly. And with Cole, with what Cole's saying, with the netcode in there as well, it, it kind of janks everything up a little bit. So it is good that they're addressing it and trying to tighten that up because the better everything kind of presents and feels, the better the game will be. I, I, I've played a bit of Counter-Strike, but I haven't played a ton. I assume that this is also an issue in Counter-Strike, right? It has to do with latency yeah. and ping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a fundamental first-person shooter over the internet issue. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're not playing on LAN, you're going to have situations where things happen quicker on somebody from someone else's perspective than they do from your perspective. Yeah. Taking yeah, latency just, just into consideration. By nature of, yeah, you're, you're both in a different geographic location sending information to the client then then has to send it back to both of you there's a lot of data transfer going on at a very high speed and so sometimes things look weird uh but yeah the 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 nice thing to know is that they're addressing it and they're like look they're not shooting you when they're running at full speed so I guess what the the change they made is it says dead zone accuracy speed threshold increase. So what that says to me is that you need to be moving slower for longer to gain that accuracy. Right. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully that reflects well like you said in the netcode and then people actually have to slow down and it'll give the server more time to allow that visual change and then hopefully it works out nicely in gameplay specifically I mean, I what it says noticed i hadn't seen a lot of the like i hadn't personally experienced but i had seen stuff on twitch of people getting shot by people running at full speed right specifically <laughs> um the dev comment directly under dead zone accuracy it says now that you can't gain walk accuracy while tra transitioning from a run to a stop We've also slightly increased the size of the dead zone, or full accuracy state, to make it a bit easier to get an accurate shot out quickly. So it seems like what they did was make it so... So it seems like there used to be a, a transition state where you would go from full movement accuracy, which is not good accuracy, right? And then during your transitioning from full movement to stopping, there would be an in-between state where you would actually gain slow walk accuracy. Yeah, I mean, it and, it, it, it still sounds like that that is here. It sounds yeah, like they're, they're talking about it in three states, right? Like you're saying, there's there's fully moving inaccurate. Well, no, it says, it says here, it says now that you can't gain walk accuracy while transitioning from a run to a stop. So right, what I'm thinking, there are still run, walk, and stop accuracy. Level. Right, but there's no in between anymore if you do not enter a walking state. So if you go directly from sprinting to stopping, there is no walking state, walking accuracy state in between. If you do not press the walk button, you go instantly from full speed accuracy to stop accuracy. I think that's what this is implying. Because it says now that you can't gain walk accuracy while transitioning. So if you're not actually pressing the slow walk button, you will never enter the slow walk accuracy state. Even though what I'm assuming the case was prior, you could enter that state if you were transitioning from a run to a stop 
even if you didn't press the button there was that in between state where you would still where you would gradually gain more accuracy as opposed to going from the worst accurate possible accuracy to the best possible accuracy instantaneously okay so so i uh, yeah so i think i'm starting to see this so they took that that middle section out that could be kind of put in there of the transition and they increased the stop dead zone by five percent from 25 to 30 so you enter that five percent quicker out of the run Mm -hmm. so that okay yeah jay i understand i think but the walk accuracy still exists you just have to manually enter it from right you have a different you have like kind of an in-between accuracy if you are in a slow walk state your accuracy isn't as bad if you were as if you were full sprinting or not as good as if you were not moving whatsoever but you no longer gain that better accuracy between running and stopping if you do not press the slow walk button so it seemed like what it would do was because it would give you that that slightly better accuracy in between running and stopping you would it it would give you that slight advantage like while you were stopping you know what i mean now as long as you were moving if you were moving full speed you do not get any sort of better accuracy until you come to a complete stop as opposed to before you have that you had that gradual decrease and or so increase just, rather in this case increase come, in accuracy come to that stop a little bit quicker but like it's it's something where i think i don't think it's supposed to change too much about how it works mechanically it's just supposed to look visually better for the person who gets shot it's supposed to be like okay i saw him stop moving and then shoot me as opposed to it looked like he was still running when he shot me you know what i mean i think it's yeah. supposed to kind of fix that visual representation of it so people stop getting angry when it looks like they get one tapped while someone sprints around a corner it doesn't really yeah. change how it works all that much it's just to most supposed to make it look like it worked the way it's supposed to um but after after that, the next thing in the patch notes is one of my favorite changes. There was kind of a sweeping change all across all of the guns in the game. And the the first section is... <laughs> I'm just looking at Cole shaking his head. I knew it. I knew it. I felt it. I felt you leering at me. You have an issue with the rifle head. changes, Cole? Bro, it was already so easy. It was already so easy to click heads, bro, and they made it even easier. Yeah, I don't have they... an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it. All um, right, so let me let me go over the first thing it says here. It says, recovery times on all rifles have been updated which should make tap and burst firing more efficient. Inaccuracy is cured any time a weapon is refired prior to a complete duration of a weapon's respective gun recovery time. And then there's some kind of base walk accuracy 0.6 degrees less than 0.8. I don't know what this formula is supposed to be telling me here. It's telling you that the base walk accuracy... Is getting is getting worse. Is getting slightly worse. Right. 
And then it, the way they explained it, it says, we felt like walk spraying with rifles was a little more effective than we'd like. So, again, this goes towards the last thing that we looked at, movement accuracy, like your accuracy while moving, whether it is full speed or walking, it says they felt like it was a little more effective than we'd like. Particularly here, they're talking about walking speed, like when you're slow walking. So it says, particularly at longer ranges, they felt like it was too effective. We're going to pull back on this accuracy slightly to continue to monitor and continue to monitor. So this actually isn't making anything easier. They're making it more difficult to walk and spray with this change. Isn't that like 33%? They say a little, but 33%. That's a lot. If my math is that, that that seems like quite a bit. I think that's a lot, yeah. So where does it say 33%? From six degrees to eight degrees is a 33% increase. Well, it's it's, it's 0.2 of one degree of a... 360 degree field of vision. It's not a ton. It's pretty small. Right, but if you go from 0.6 to 0.8, I mean, is it... It's not not out of one. It's out of 360. That's the point. 360 degree field of vision, right? I'm just... Yeah, I'm just saying... I guess... Yeah, I guess if you put it that way, it doesn't seem like as much. But I'm saying, but it is enough to, to be its base number effective. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. They specifically said that they wanted to decrease the accuracy. They felt like it was too strong at particularly longer ranges, right? So you can be slow walking past a choke point and tap somebody who's all the way in the back of the site, and maybe they thought that that was a little too much. You know, and I mean, uh, I agree. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be able to do that. I am in the mindset that you should be stopping if you want to be accurate with your shots. Yeah, like holding a tight corner, making sure that you know. Obviously, there's going to be that situation where someone is actually walking and they manage to land that lucky spray, but they don't want that to feel like, oh, great, it's fucking all right. This happened again, and this guy's right. just walking around, clicking heads all over the fucking place. Yeah. So after this, it says there were tap efficiency changes, specifically to the Phantom and the Vandal. And then it says tap efficiency determines the rate that inaccurate inaccuracy is accured when refiring prior to waiting for the complete duration of a weapon's respective gun recovery time. The higher the tap efficiency, the lower the rate of inaccuracy accrual. Um, accrual. Accrual, rather. So I think. Yes. Cruel. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is, uh, is kind of strange to me. I don't know. There was never a point in time where I was like, I'm having, I'm having trouble clicking heads. <laughs> like, it's um, making it super easy now in a way that, which, like, even a bad player like me that's is fine. like, no, like I yeah, can I, I don't disagree with any of these changes. I think, I think. It, it it makes it more accessible for people that aren't at that like mid-tier skill level that that I think me and you are at, Jay. But then at the same time, I think like the world class players, it even kind of furthers the skill ceiling in their sense because now they can do those insane, you know, inhuman reaction plays where you're t- you you do three three one taps like one two and then whip around do a one eight. Right. So what this is out. what this is essentially saying is the recovery time between shots because all right so 
obviously weapons in the game have recoil the longer you hold down your spray the more the wider and more inaccurate your spread gets but with that being said even if you one tap and then let go and then tap again you still have a a window of time where you have to wait for your gun to go back to full accuracy even if you're not holding down left click right now what this is doing is this is reducing that amount of time in between clicks to where your gun will go will return to its full accuracy state so you can now tap faster and still maintain that full accuracy is what this change is doing with or, yeah, the vandal right. and the or, phantom or you'll, specifically you'll gain in accuracy at a lower rate right if the efficiency number is higher on the rifle and so they upped it from four to six on the vandal there's your 33 percent increase that seems like a lot yeah. to me so, especially especially on the vandal i can understand something like this for the phantom because the phantom is kind of used more as the spray gun right now and and i could understand trying to increase the potential for taps at shorter distances with that and and i don't i don't use the guardian so nick maybe you could talk about the guardian a little uh, bit i feel like that that had okay good headshot potential wherever um i don't know the, the fact I, that it's such a sweeping change across all the rifles is what confuses me a little bit i like i like the change for the phantom and the bulldog it almost doesn't make sense then but like oh yeah I, I mean all of these are pretty huge changes i mean four to six three to four you know gun recovery 0.55 to 0.35 seconds 0.4 to 0.35 i mean some of these are just pretty good small things but that make a huge a huge difference because all of the rifles are just getting a lot better like they're they're almost comes to a point where you think what kind of a game are they trying to make exactly um and i like that they're making something like this like you're saying that's a little bit more accessible like league wouldn't be so popular if nobody felt like they could play it right everybody feels like they could play it at some point and everyone feels like they could be good at some point right um and so maybe making valorant a little bit easier especially for rifles which everybody fucking knows and and plays just in any video game right you'll see a, a vandal and, and a phantom and, and some of those other ones be like well it's the most money it's a machine gun i can yeah, I can make it work. I do I have think. to say though, I while these this is like a major change across all the weapons in the game, I don't think it's such a massive change to where the game is going to go from high skill floor, you know, really wide learning curve game to all of a sudden I can shoot my no, gun a little bit quicker, so now no. I yeah. I'm going to be great at the game when I wasn't earlier. You know what I mean? No, I don't think it's that no. large of a change. They're making slight changes in a direction of making the game a little bit easier, but not to a point where it's going to make it easy for anybody who, who isn't good. It's, it's, it's decreasing the, uh, the margin of error in some spots, which is nice, and it can make worse players feel a little bit better sometimes, and it'll make better players feel a little bit tighter right 
Um, it, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing because it doesn't overbalance, but I feel like it's just making it a little bit easier than like a Counter-Strike, which I feel like it's kind of marketed that way, right? It's something where it's a little bit looser of like a Counter-Strike where it seems a little bit to take itself a little bit more seriously, mm. a little bit tighter, a little bit more like difficult. And I do like the way you put that though, because I, I do agree that is changes like these are the kinds of changes that will always ever so even if it's slightly it lowers the skill floor meaning the difference between skill floor and skill ceiling for those who don't know the idea of a skill floor is the lowest possible skill level you need to be to have uh, an impact in gameplay right so Valorant I'd consider to be a game that has a pretty high skill floor. It takes a while to get good enough and understand the game well enough to even begin to have a, you know, a decent impact from match to match. It's not a game that you can pick up right away and within five minutes you're like, okay, I get this. I could at least be moderate. You know, it's not like that. It takes a while to learn the game. And skill ceiling means how how much more skill after the skill floor do you need to be the best right and there's when when you hear people talk about skill floor and skill ceiling it's always like how far apart are those two from each other and how um how high does the skill ceiling go like until you reach your peak if it's even possible and how high does the the, the skill floor start how long does it take for you to even be able to play at a beginner level um, and changes like these are changes that do lower the skill floor, even if it's ever so slightly, right? Make it so it's just a tiny bit easier to get that beginner skill level yeah, going. Make, makes the whole experience just more player friendly. Right, like, but the point that I wanted I'm... to make, though, and this goes to what Nick said before, even though it is making the skill floor a little bit lower... It is also making the game, making uh, those kinds of mechanics easier for high skill level players, right? So yeah. it's not like all of a sudden these low skill level players are just going to be that much closer to the high skill level players because this is also making it so the high skill level players, now those people that can do those really fast flicks and taps can now do those really fast flicks and taps, you know what I mean? So it, it's increasing it or decreasing it however you want to look at it for everybody yeah it's it's it it's in a way a really smart move to widen that skill gap yeah, it just widens this um widen the skill gap ever so slightly i think it'll be in a great spot after a couple more tweaks because and especially i mean i i figured this out or not figured it out i i it, i came to this conclusion and kind of came to this realization after cole and i played with um we played with this li probably literally an eight-year-old, and oh my we basically kind of coached him through the match. He did. He he didn't really know. He said, "Was this like Call? Uh, was this like Call of Duty? Is this like Fortnite? Is this you know?" We had to kind of explain to him how it works, what to do. He he did say at the end, "Hey, I like that this." It's like not as toxic as CS. <laughs> like they're they're like mean to me over there type thing. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah. But it really yeah. kind of opened my eyes that like if this kid is actively still trying and like 
watching the two hours and like the whole deal, if he's in the, on the closed beta, when the game comes out in earnest, in full, the uh, I feel like dog shit right now. I feel like I'm gonna feel like a king. You know, I might even be in fucking silver uh, when these like absolute bums <laughs> come in, right? Like when, like there's gonna be all this shit dropping to the bottom because all the people who want it right now, they have, like all the elite players. I think a lot of these people are fucking there, and you'll obviously add more once like nobody has to watch the two hour streams. But I feel like everybody who fucking wants one right now and is any good, probably most of them have it. It's that bottom floor that's going to get like really packed and packed mm -hmm. and then some of the shit's going to rise to the surface like me <laughs> <laughs> no I agree like, I do think because there's going to be a huge massive influx of players who have never played the game before because it's going to be free to play right so everyone's going to be like can't wait to play Valorant so many the, people the amount of people that are going to come over from League of Legends alone oh is my gonna be god absurd. yeah like once they're like alright well now I don't have to watch it but it's right League, so I'll League of Players is going to have its own tier below like Styrofoam <laughs> <laughs> you have like you have you know bronze and then below that is iron and then you have Styrofoam you have like a cotton wood League of Legends players <laughs> Classic. Wow. Oh, uh, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I know. That's it's look, so funny. Look, that MOBAs have their own. I don't, I oh, don't yeah, play no, MOBAs. No. MOBAs have their own crazy. I was about to say exactly that. that. You make fun of them all the time, but MOBA players are just like Omega <laughs> brain. Like, yeah, no, no. I can't. You know me. Even, even in games like ahead. this, in Valorant and even in Overwatch and just shooters in general, I, I just no brain press W and shoot things. That's, all, that's what I do, right? <laughs> You know, Goldie's all about the RTS and the mobile life, and he's just like, he's like using this on the keyboard, and I can't keep. I'm like, what are you? Oh, that unlike unlike the Hiko cam, that's the cam I want to see. Those guys fucking going all oh, across yeah. the keyboard, executing 16 commands, going like this. In Starcraft the too. Hiko mouse cam is yeah. just it's just his hand going like this. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and, and then, then all of the people, all of the fans who who are so excited for the mouse cam, they're like, "Yes, I'm going to do this exactly bro. the way he does it." <laughs> bro, my... I, I can't believe that you used double Hiko's sensitivity until we like sat down and figured that out. That's that's unbelievable to me. And I was pretty good, man. I was like, using like 1150 like, or something. You were hanging, dude. <laughs> so funny. But now I'm like absolutely shredding. Uh, yeah, you you turned it down by a factor of four and suddenly realized, oh yeah, you can aim with the mouse. Bro, I can't believe the other day when Hiko took off his like mouse cam for like 45 minutes and then he was like, the next game he was like, oh shit, alright, alright guys, I'll, I'll turn it back on, I'll turn it back on. <laughs> like people were riding in the streets. People love like, it. Oh, I don't understand. Took it off? Hmm? Yeah, it's the, it's. Fuck? I think we talked about it before. Hmm? It's like, yeah, if I if I have that player CS:GO config file, if I just had his configuration file, I'd be a superstar. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, what do you think is gonna that's... happen? Just looking at yeah. somebody move their mouse, like you're going to be able to perfectly recreate every single minute oh, muscle movement of their hands by watching them play, and now I understand what I've been doing I, I wrong this whole time. Thing. I think that is a thing that a lot of, like, even people that aren't new to, like, competitive games in general, that, like, they can learn is, like, 
it's it's so much more about thought processes than it is about like any specific set of movements or right. like one skill that you can have right i don't know yeah, if, if you if, if if you figure out where head height is and you put yourself in favor favorable situations like you can just train your gun at a spot know they're coming because you use the utility or you're you know you're communicating with a teammate and then you just pop their head when they walk in it's hmm. very simple it's so much less about um it's so much it's so much less about trying to teach yourself um minute hand movements as as much as it is about minute decision making it's so much more about and when people hear that i feel like i hear this a lot where people ask how do i aim better how do i play better with any game and it's always like don't worry about your aim that comes with muscle memory over time. It's more about decision making. And I feel like those people think when decision making means like grand scope, like full and like large decisions being made right, over like, the course well, of an I entire have match. Played this position instead. But it like it goes so much more. I think it it that sort of thing matters so much more with um small decision making. Every like where you decide to move at any given point in time those decisions are the important ones aim just comes over time and the the other big thing the other big piece of advice that i think got me better at overwatch when i you know was an overwatch player um the biggest jump is you need to have confidence when you play because people will overthink how they're gonna hit this next headshot it's like if you think too much about it and you get yourself nervous, you're not going to hit the headshot. Just don't think about it. Just stop worrying about you know yeah, your teammates like, flaming I, you. And just to just to kind of go on that same point, I sort of feel like yeah, you this, you should be thinking least about your aim at yeah. any given point in time. Yeah. Right. You should be thinking about everything else, like your positioning, the situation you're walking into, where everyone else is on the map. What current you know, intel you have? Yeah, your utility, your teammates. The sound utility. you just heard that you're trying to right, but see that, what the that, fuck that is. That does come with the caveat of, like you said, you got to do your homework and you mitigate aim by having good crosshair placement, which is also part of decision making. Right, and exactly. Moving about the map, and I mean something that I like to try to nail into people's heads is like don't do things for no reason like it's okay to like smoke something off at the beginning of the round or like shoot a sova arrow right at the start of the round but like you generally want to do things either to be proactive in a situation or reactive in a situation and as long as you're thinking about and you have a reason for doing things you're gonna get better mm -hmm. like your decision making will develop just by ending up in different situations, trying different things. Some things are going to get you absolutely butt-fucked. Some things are going to work out well for you. And then the ones that work out well for you, that's just how you develop routines. And yeah, I mean... It's just about reps. A, a lot, and, and to that point also, like, a lot of what Hiko and, like, all these other guys do, like, the second a patch hits or, like, just training purposes, they'll just go into a practice test out one character at a time, test out the guns, 
see all the places that they can use their utilities in unique ways. I mean, they'll spend absolutely hours running through every possible situation that could occur in their heads. And then when they've exhausted that and they're ready, they'll try those situations out and they react on like a you know, millisecond by millisecond basis and watching these guys go like making so many of these key decisions at once um, using the same intel that you or I would have and making different choices. Obviously their, their God tier aim is their God tier aim. But on top of that, like these guys have some serious like Omega brain shit, but they do their research on the front end so that they know this is exactly where my mouse needs to be to hit this cipher thing. This Sova arrow needs to be exactly here with exactly this much power. Like they know all that shit because they practice a thousand times. They can nail it like 100%. The best way to get better at these kinds of games isn't worrying about, there's no magic bullet that's going to make your aim better like in a day, right? The best way to get better at these kinds of games is constantly be thinking about your decisions and why you are making them. And doing that over the course of, you know, however long it takes, you're just going to get better at making decisions. And once you get better at making decisions, that's what everything else comes along with it. You always, always think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Don't just play the game and worry about what your teammates are doing, worrying about, you know, my aim isn't that good whatever, all that stuff comes naturally over time. The thing that you need to do to ensure that you get better over time is always be aware of the decisions you are making and why you are making them. That's the number one thing in any game like this, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's like the difference between, you know, like in the TV show, a season versus, uh, you know, an, an individual episode, right? The individual episode uh aka like the shorter time period or let, let's just say you know uh you're you're making a quick decision of, of rotating from b to a you call that out your teammate knows there's something popping out you know you go over that way um but you also have a larger plan of well what am i going to do next round if this happens what am i going to do with this you always have these things throughout the entire course of the game and these arcing decisions where you're constantly thinking about how to progress from here okay i only have this much money what i'm gonna get you know so i think that the balancing the macro and the micro decisions in in a game like this where you have up to 25 rounds is really really awesome to me and i love that part of the game but it's something where you need to be dialed in you need to be communicating with your team and you need to be making these decisions amongst both yourselves and, and your teammates on a on a major and minor level. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I love shit like this. Yeah. These like team-based five and fives. And we, we got way off topic from the patch notes there, but I wanted to keep it going because I thought that was a really good conversation to have. But I loved it. Yeah. Either way, we can get back to the patch notes now though. So um we talked about the changes to the rifles. And now we won't spend too much time on this next part because these these next set of weapons aren't the most um, the most commonly used weapons in the game. We'll go there, but uh, the next the next part of the patch notes is no? the changes made to the machine guns and the the two machine guns in the game. Obviously, are the Ares and the the Odin. 
I'm I'm loving Aries week, man. It's been <laughs> a lot of fun. I I can't believe there's a point in time where the LMG is the eco weapon. Like that that's just the and the fact that they buffed it like as hard as they did, like it's it's insane. I actually do like these. <laughs> I'm changes. having a lot of fun with it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm I, it doesn't it doesn't make great success. It doesn't make logical sense, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> so what it says, so first of all, for the Ares, they they reduce the price by 100 credits, right? So it used to cost 1,700, it now costs 1,600 credits to buy the Ares. Um, now the next change is for the firing error. And what this means is uh, this value is a curve that has intermediate values between each bullet. Bullet two has slightly less error than bullet one and so on. And then there's like a list of, um, how like each how each bullet changes as you fire the weapon right and it says uh they reduce the amount and intensity of horizontal recoil after the first eight bullets so ultimately yeah, well, that, what... was, that was kind of the sweeping change was that rifles and the, the machine guns all got horizontal recoil tuned like 15 percent down right when yeah. when crouched and stationary so all you really need to do is pulled down. Yeah, now. and not not even, even that, that much. much. <laughs> like less than um, before. It's the other the other super important thing to note is that by making it cost 100 credits less, it's the same price as the Spectre, which is typically the SMG of choice. Right. So putting the Spectre put, is yeah, has putting always been uh, Ares is keg. Putting a laser beam on <laughs> uh, at the same price as rail the gun. SMG, it doesn't make Ma sense, but it's, it's a lot of fun in Unrated's right now. I'll say that. Ima imagine walking into a shop, you see the Spectre, you're like, okay, sixteen hundred, and then I'm going, oh my god, how much is that? What thing? is that, that massive cannon he's over like, there? He's like, oh, that that's sixteen hundred. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Hmm? Huh? Oh. And look, the Spectre has always been my go-to econ weapon, right? I always buy the Spectre, and I still do, just because I can't bring myself to I can't take it seriously. Oh, I can bring myself. I've already brought myself. You have to. If there were ever a time, it's right now, dude. These weapons, the thing is, the machine guns are just so silly. They're the silliest weapons in the game, right? But it's just- They're sick, though. They are ridiculous. Like you said, it's basically buying an eco railgun. And <laughs> it's, it's great, but it lends to what we were saying. Fantastic. Hold a no, corner. Listen, I, I, I've seen the light because of this patch, and and there are going to be situations. I'm telling you, there are going to be situations going Already forward have. where I'm gonna. Well, even if they went, because something's gonna happen with the rifle, they're gonna have to nerf it again, and they're gonna have to change the price again. Of course, but it's gonna go to they can't keep it the way it is right now. Even even when that happens, as long as the nerf isn't like ridiculous, like there are gonna be situations where I choose the Ares over buying, you know, a different eco weapon of choice. It's just, it's 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 pretty good right now. If they leave, it I've the never same. said a Counter Strike LMG was pretty good. <laughs> never said that. If they leave it the same, uh as it is now and increase it back to 1700 i think the aries will still see play over the specter in situations i, th I think i think right yeah people that play the game w with a good like knowledge 
base, I think yeah. they're going to realize that the the price is like it's just it's just a do not enter sign. Instead of buying right? that one hundred credit piece of utility that you could buy, just be like, exactly. oh, maybe I just won't buy this one no, smoke, and instead yeah. I'll buy. I'll, yeah, I'll save that 100 the, credits. You get the garden hose. And you <laughs> exactly. Great, or or so someone, some, someone's Great. always, you guys are, you guys are rushing through, uh, through double doors every time. And you always get, <laughs> you always get rocked. You take out that like front casing and the door and you know exactly where to aim. You pop that guy. All of a sudden you get a pick. You're through at C. You're fucking ready to roll. Like that is worth the extra hundred that's every it, time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, it's a no, it's a it, more it, surefire like it's, it's assurance a than a smoke, amount. right? Exactly, it's such a small amount to pay to get so much further in the round. Like, yeah. you, get, you get so much more value out of that one hundred than you would anywhere oh, yeah. else. Like, yeah, whereas the specter is just like, all right, well, if you're close, you win, but like, there's not even the LMG is like doesn't have fifty spray, bullets, just spray it? it through the wall. Yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, that's the good. that's the primary purpose of these guns, right? Is that they have the best uh, wall bang potential in the game. You just sit there and spray it at a door until something dies, and if nothing dies, then you know it's clear. That's the idea, yeah. All right. Um, so after that, so those are all the gun changes, right? The 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 sweeping changes yeah, to all the weapons. the weapons in the game. Um, they they tune down like a summary of what we just talked about. They tune down the the ability to um, move while shoot effectively a little bit, which I prefer. But then additionally, they increased the, or decrease in this case, they decreased the spread more or less overall for um, rifles and the machine guns a little bit in different ways, but ultimately it all comes down to the weapons themselves being a little bit easier to fire, but more punishing if you try and do it while moving. That's yep. what all of that comes down to in the end. Um, yeah, and that's awesome. So it looks like Cole had to go do something real quick, but we can we can talk about the next the next changes until he gets back. Yeah, the next sexy all. Yeah. So this is this is the exciting part, right? For people who don't care all that much about minute gun changes, we have the the agent balance changes okay. so the first update the first character update we have here is for uh is for sage and the first change for sage it says slow orb zone duration decreased from nine seconds to seven seconds so what that means is the amount of uh, the amount of time her slow ability stays on the ground before it disappears has been decreased by two seconds. So, what do you think about the slow lasting a little bit shorter for Sage? I, I actually think this is, like, the most significant character nerf that, well, I'll say, in this patch, because I don't want to make a grand sweeping gesture and say the whole game, but hmm. this one feels the most obvious in the game. Yeah. And and the thing that sticks out to me more than it lasting two seconds less is the fact that the amount of slowing was also decreased from sixty five percent to fifty. Right. Um. And and again, that's speaking just purely in terms of like the unrateds that we played before Nick had to go <laughs> on a work trip. 
but like <laughs> it, it it yeah a lot of my recent opinions and i feel like cole's are uh we played like four games i think <laughs> and it was just like absolute pub stomp hour basically with yeah, like we kind of steamrolled <laughs> horrific bums on our team that were like did not know how to play the game or even like plant the spike or do anything I think and I dropped also, 40 in the game, and yes. it, was, it was wild. Cole, Cole, um, Cole was just, like, doing 360 no-scopes. But it's interesting, too, because, like, they 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 tweaked the Sage slow such that you couldn't bunny hop through it the same way anymore, right? They down-tuned the air speed mm-hmm. that you could move through the, the field with. Um, so now that they changed the total speed such that you get slowed less when you move through it, it feels a lot less oppressive. Like, I was going to use that exact word. You nailed it. Uh, <laughs> it. It felt a little much, man. 65% was like killing the shit out of me. Like nobody could go there. And she was already, I mean, her kit's so sick anyway. Even at 50%, that thing's still viable completely. Still an amazing move. Um, I think, I mean, this is just another one of those changes where I I like where their head's at. Uh, I mean, it seems like these guys are, or, yeah, the the team is, and they've actually said this. They're like, listen, we watched these streams. We were, like, writing shit down on our notepads, (laughs) like, you know we're 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 trying to work on this stuff like it this is one of those where like they're paying attention they're listening to the community but they're also making smart decisions being like all right she's OP, but we got to make the right kit changes or she's we we can't nuke sage shit like the healer has to be good right now can't nuke sage but that's the thing like make her just a complete fucking power having a heal is is very powerful in and of itself right and and before the changes you know, one sage between the two slows of nine seconds plus the wall is like forty or forty-five. That's already like the wall. The wall's already insane. Even if she was some kind of a wall character, she'd be like, right. That's already insane. like fifty, sixty seconds, and then you have twenty seconds to push into the site and plant. Like that's not an. That's generally not enough time to make that happen. So, yeah. I I like these changes a lot. They kind of make it easier for Sage to block off an entire lane the same way that Cypher would block off like an entire bomb site by himself. It makes these characters a little bit more vulnerable. Well, yeah, and, they're the uh, Sentinels. Require a little bit more team play out of them than letting them just be like one site anchors. I, I wonder if they're going to continue to let the Sentinel be a very strong character based on the fact that being able to slow down and being able to hold a site feels like what a sentinel is to me. Um, a defensive-minded character, but also someone with huge utility, but you have to be smart to use it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, just that... seems like, based on that description, that that's always going to be the best choice to have one or two of those guys on, on the field. I, I prefer changes like this in general. Because any nerfs to character utility is always essentially a buff to gunplay, right? Any nerf to utility means that you just have to focus that much more, even if it's a little bit, that much more on being effective with guns in the game. Which is my preferred play style, the reason why 
you know, I'm enjoying Valorant and not playing Overwatch right now is because I could just play a game where me having good aim matters more than most other things. So any any nerf to any character's abilities always makes it so you just got to be that much better with the guns in the game, however however small the change is. Um, I mean, the game, listen, the the guns feel great right now. Um, like honestly, the the playtime I've had in the practice range and those four games, uh, they feel incredible. Um, I'm about to play the shit out of it after this too, but I mean, Jay, have you felt like they rock? Have you felt like like I feel like you've played more than Cole and I in these past few days? Does it feel a lot tighter? I mean, I, I felt a pretty good difference when I played. Um, yeah, I have noticed a bit. Like I said, I don't uh, use like I don't use the machine guns. <laughs> I don't use. Uh, Should be. Uh, yeah, but the, big, <laughs> the, the the big the big rifle buffs probably felt some right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I've n- I actually haven't noticed the the changes in the Phantom as much as I've noticed the Vandal changes, and I have been trying to use them both a lot. But I, a while back, I was uh, trying to make the decision, like earlier on playing Valorant, whether I wanted to main the Phantom more over the Vandal or vice versa, right? And I eventually came to the decision, I I just have to play the Vandal because of that one-tap potential at long range. I got myself into too many situations where I would headshot somebody with the phantom and then get immediately killed by them afterwards and think if i was only playing the vandal Mm -hmm. i would have won that interaction so that led me to choose the vandal as my primary rifle pick um now with these changes it makes the vandal feel even better so (laughs) i'm I'm not complaining about it right um I the the difference between the Phantom and the Vandal. I I love the way the Phantom feels to shoot. It shoots a little bit quicker. It yeah. It's it feels so nice to shoot. It shoots quicker. The spread is great. It just it's so tight and crisp. The Vandal's a little more all over the place, right? It's it shoots slower. It's a little harder to control. Louder. It's louder. <laughs> but um, yeah. Hmm? Huh? Hmm? And that, that's what that's what made it such a hard decision for me, right? Choosing between the two. But at the end of the day, that headshot potential mattered more to me. So I chose the Vandal. And now that these buffs, albeit to both weapons, happen, it just makes it more comfortable for me to always pick the Vandal. So that's where Honestly, I'm at with that. I, I mean, I'm kind of a 50-50 just in terms of trying to do the phantom versus the vandal sometimes some rounds i'm just feeling like all right i want to be able to like get through a get through a site have the 30 bullets and kind of even if i'm a little inaccurate and i don't quite get there as much i can fire off more shots quicker type deal right um I think a lot of that's just based on feeling like sometimes you're like all right i'm just gonna go phantom this round and then sometimes it's like all right i definitely think I might play a little bit more of a long-range game, so let's get the Vandal in case I can just click ahead from distance. It, it just doesn't matter, right? I was watching somebody um, play, not not that recently, it was a couple weeks ago, um, 
and I think it was I think it was actually Surefour. And for those who don't know, Surefour is a, an Overwatch professional player. He was playing Valorant. I was watching his stream, and I think somebody asked him the question in chat, "Which do you prefer, the Phantom or the Vandal?" And I think he said, "On on games where I'm not feeling as tight with my aim, where I'm not hitting every first headshot, I play the Phantom. But if I'm hitting all my headshots, I'll just pick the Vandal." I think that's how he put it. And I can agree with that to an extent, especially if you don't feel as confident with your aim uh, just day to day, maybe one day you're on point, the next day you're not. You can even just change up your play style a little bit. Instead of holding long sight lines, you can just kind of hold corners a little bit tighter, pick the Phantom, and play more of the the spray fight than the long range tap fight. Yeah, like it, it, if I'm holding out a sight by myself, I mean, I'm a degenerate, but I'm probably going either Guardian or Vandal. Uh, if I'm like a Cypher, let's say, right? Um, if I'm doing something where I'm like, all right, there, you know, you're, you know, you're on a site, you're constantly guarding short or ropes or something, where you have like these short sight lines, and there's traps everywhere, and it like doesn't really matter, you know, then I'll probably go the Phantom. I can just, you know, I could still get that click. But if I'm in a firefight where there's a couple different people, I can kind of spray a little bit more in that way and, and not have to worry. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's super situational and I think it adds another layer that there's two guns that feel pretty different, but like statistically there are small changes, right? But it's still that 2900 level where it's like, okay, this is the big boy decision, Phantom or Vandal, what are you doing? Um, I, I love that stuff. I love like sweating and it's like, oh shit, I'm taking like two more seconds to decide my gun than <laughs> usual, but I can't decide if I want to go like Phantom or Phantom. <laughs> and then you go Phantom and you feel like a naughty boy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and then you pop off with the Phantom and you're like, oh shit, hell yeah, I made the fucking right call. There um, you go. <laughs> we are rapidly approaching an hour. So do you want to just run through the agent updates real quick just to say them? Yeah, yeah. So let's go uh, let's go through these last these last few here. We're we're almost finished with them anyway. So the so the next one here after Sage is Cypher, right? And the first change is Cyber Cage, which is his his uh trap that he puts down that gets triggered and turns into that big cylinder shape. Yeah, it's essentially it a smoke, right? Um it no longer slows enemies that move through it. So if you've noticed, trying to walk through an enemy cypher cage, it would actually stop you for a second trying to move through the initial threshold and then also trying to move out of it. You would you would get kind of stopped a little bit and it makes that noise, that sound, so the cypher or anyone on the enemy team will know that you're inside of it. Um, it also kind of like stops your push a little bit. And then it says... Um, the dev comment says, We've always envisioned Cypher as a premier sentinel gathering info on his enemies and picking them off. But the slow on the cage was allowing him to move into Sage's territory by stalling an entire enemy team. We still think this will be a tool he uses to buy some time, but enemies will now have more options when pushing his defenses, especially when coordinated. So it still makes the noise when you walk through his his cage, but it doesn't slow you anymore. So what do you guys think of that? I don't, I, I don't think that it is that big of a change no i, I agree cypher a ton and i definitely notice it because now i can't hold at quite as much right mm -hmm. it, it, it this like the sound 
followed by a slight slow would mean I could snap there easier. Uh, let's say I have a sight line and then I have the cage over here. If this slow happens, that's a, an easier snap for me. So it's making Cypher harder to play. But I think since he is a character that's been so successful and he is in that Sentinel class, making him slightly harder to play and slightly worse, not the not the worst call in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it's right in line with the with the Sage nerf. Yeah, exactly. We'll call it that. Yeah, just exactly. it, it requires a little bit more teamwork, and you can kind of be less of an anchor. This this next change is actually I like this change a lot for Cipher, and this is also a nerf, but it says. Spy cam cooldown when destroyed increased to 30 to 45 seconds. It says spy cams have been flying into enemy territory like Sova darts at the starts of at the start of rounds because the punishment for losing one to an enemy is low. Hopefully this change pushes you to find a safe hiding place for your initial camera and then they make a joke saying please not inside of a box because of the crazy camera spots that people have been finding. But I actually like this change a lot because I agree with that entirely. I feel like when you commit to the decision to put your camera somewhere as Cypher, that needs to be a commitment, right? It can't just be, I'm just going to throw this anywhere because I'm. it doesn't matter if it gets destroyed because I'm just going to get it right back afterwards. I feel like you should have to commit to a camera placement and it should be more punishing for people who just want to throw it anywhere and think they're going to get value out of it. I mean, I still think you'll get huge value. They're there's still going to be a shit ton of times where I know that guy's going to get destroyed immediately, but gaining that immediate intel right off the bat at the start of the round, worth it. Right, but and it's then, still, like, more of a decision you have to make now. It's like, if I want... Well, and that that's the thing, is, like, you can... You, like Nick is saying, you can use it in the same way, um, and and if you're smart about it, you'll, you'll throw your camera out, bait out their shot, and hold the camera back hold because back, then you yeah. can place it back up in like five seconds I think it is but there is an additional layer to it now where if you don't pull your camera back immediately and they shoot it then you're you're 45 seconds into most of the round yeah right. exactly but I also think that's supposed to go both ways I think it's really not as much like it definitely is the intel grabber but also when you're pushing and there's a cipher that can pump those shits out every 30 seconds, even if they get destroyed. It's a big deal. But if you destroy one, you're taking a sight from a couple angles, you get 45 seconds on that bad boy. That's a big, big deal. Yeah. That's so I think it's more the defensive cipher that they're trying to trying to take out as opposed to yeah. the guy who throws his thing up at the start of the round. Anyway. All right. So the next, uh, the next character there changes to is Omen. And Omen says... Dark cover smoke duration increased from 12 to 15 seconds. So that's his, his smoke, his primary smoke ability. Um, dark cover smoke projectile speed. So for those of you who know Omen, the way he throws out his smokes is you can, um, you kind of have like a meter that you can choose the distance of how far it shoots out and then places itself at the end of that uh, chosen distance. So this is how fast it, it actually moves when you do decide to throw it out. And then uh, dark cover cooldown increased from 30 to 35 seconds. So this is just a buff overall to Omen Smoke. And it says, especially at high tier play, we've seen, seen Brimstone become the dominant controller and we wanted to give his peers a boost to make them more viable 
while hopefully maintaining their unique play style. So obviously Blims, br Blimstone, <laughs> Mr. Flintstone, uh, Brimstone, <laughs> Brimstone has his three smokes that he can put out at any point in time, right? So that he's he's very um, very strong in that sense. So they're saying that they wanted to give other characters who can utilize smokes uh, a chance against Brimstone being the primary pick for um, when you want really really if efficient smoke utility so what do you think about these omen buffs yeah, i i love these changes man I, oh. I i it 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 definitely feels more in line with how omen is intended to be played um yeah, i don't know I, I i think the only other thing that people don't like about omen is like his flash is is too unreliable paranoia i'm pretty sure it's called yeah um it's hard. It's hard to hit, and it's like not. I haven't. Even... I haven't found that to be the case for me. I don't know what the difference is, but I it'll think be interesting it's... to see how they tune him further. It's it's easy, I think, to see an omen and just be far away enough that like, if he's if he's gonna throw that, then you're either in a spot where you're not peeking or you can kind of dodge it a little bit right i i find it particularly easy to avoid to avoid that ability i don't play omen but when i'm playing against an omen i usually find it easy to avoid getting blinded by his paranoia yeah like the the good I... omens that i've seen play have been like kind of weird trickster types where they'll like they know how to do like a quick teleport. I feel like I hit spot. it. I feel like, like I hit it all the time. I don't know. That, <laughs> well, Cole, you're also me. sick, so I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because I look at the mini map a lot, and I, I just you're just like, well, that's where I saw them. If they were running away, they'd be here. You just line it up, slap them. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So the last big changes to a character, and I actually like this change a lot, and still think that this character needs more buffs. <laughs> is uh viper sure. so viper's snake bite which is her essentially her molotov right her venom puddle that she throws onto the ground puddle thing. yeah um the radius was increased by 100 so it was increased from 350 to 450 which means it covers a larger area on the ground now when it's placed and this is a good buff i think i don't think it's too crazy of a buff but i think it's needed considering the size of like yeah, other similar abilities in the game like Sage's Slow or Phoenix's Molly. Exactly. I right? think it makes perfect sense. I honestly didn't realize before this patch that it was a different size. Right. Like, so I think, yeah, this, I wouldn't even call this a buff. This just makes sense. Yeah, I still, I, I, I still do think that Viper is one of the weaker characters in the game and probably needs something else to her utility to bring her up to the higher echelons of other characters even a character like phoenix who is more of just a a solo duelist character i feel like his utility is even more effective than viper sometimes and viper is supposed to be a more utility focused character than phoenix i'm i'm not even wanting i don't want to call it a buff exactly i think she needs a slight rework something to change her kit up a little bit with very i think it could be done with very similar things just change how they work a little bit or 
something so that you can make the core of all of it. It all feels really in line with her character. You just need to make it a little bit more usable in in different situations. If she was a little bit more of a flex heavy, I feel like she would slap. It's interesting too because the decay mechanic is so interesting and it's so powerful. But There's something there. You're, but you're totally right, Jay. People just don't respect her utility the same way they respect direct damage. Right, exactly, because like, decay in theory, is you, you temporary. You just run through both of them, right? right? But right, yeah, Phoenix has that added sting of you don't get your thing back. But so, like, I almost in wonder... theory, if you're watching the Viper utility the decay mechanic is so much more powerful because it gets rid of armor. I almost but wonder like direct if, damage does that too. I don't know. It's, it's if her snakebite ability should be an even larger radius than other than other similar abilities in the game because the decay is only temporary, maybe it should force you to stand in it longer as well, opposed to being the, able to avoid it as easily. The Molotov, but, I think, is direct damage. Yeah, it the is Molotov direct. fucks you up. Yeah. Wait, her her snake bite isn't isn't decay? No, that's I think that's just straight damage. Okay, that that's that could be true. I could be wrong about that. And if that's the case, then... I could also be wrong. You know, yeah. I, th- I I've seen I, I I've seen people get absolutely marked in those puddles. It's the it's the smoke. Yeah, that's the thing that you is you, you can't die to decay. Decay will only bring you down to one. Right, you'll stay alive. And yeah, people have definitely died to snake bite. So he, here's here's what I'm thinking is that you have to rework her slightly, but not much. And I think she may work well with future characters. I think she'll be one of those where maybe That's the true. first few metas she won't quite work, and then they'll be like, like something clicks here, something clicks here, something clicks in the middle in different directions, and it's like, and then it's like some kind of like viper meta. Viper is like, is like have we she waited? puts this down. And Viper then, like, activated. there's, like, an electricity character that can, like, run a wire, and then you're, like, catching them on both sides with this, like, Viper combo. Like, if Viper and someone else plays a bomb site, then you just, like, have it locked down or something. Like, I feel like there's going to be cool combos once we have 12. All right, so we can just go through these last couple of things pretty quickly. We don't have to spend too much time on them. But yeah. um, I agree. I do think Viper still needs some kind of buff to make her in line with other characters. I do think she might be the weakest agent in the game right now. Definitely the least played. Yeah. So this next change is kind of uh, an overall change to a lot of characters, but it's not even really a change to their utility, but it's specifically directed towards Brimstone, Phoenix, and Viper. And what the dev comment says is, we see you bee hoppers out there. Jumping through incendiary, fireball, and snakebite while taking no damage. We don't want to completely negate this skill, which is good because you see a lot of, like, for example, Apex Legends, they completely removed the ability to B-hop in that game, which is just like, people people like being able to use their, you know, their... It's good fun. Bigger brain. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, good and it's good fun. You see a lot of people complaining about removing skill ceiling from the game by taking things like b hopping out because it's hard for some people to do it but the people who can do it should be rewarded for it and i do agree to ex- to an extent right the better you are at controlling the mechanics of the game the more reward you should be so um the way they put it is we don't want to completely negate this skill wonderful but we also don't want to trivialize a whole set of character abilities also makes sense right Very fair. if if, yeah. it, if the ability to do that 
just completely negates like nine utilities in the game then what's the point right so the changes that they made to b hopping height required to jump out of all damaging area denial abilities has been increased from 80 to 120 so you need to be able to reach that max jump height more efficiently if you want to avoid taking damage yeah, from which, which uh, the change all, all that really says is if you actually are hitting your b hops you're fine right but right. if you if you're not getting the timing completely down then you're going to take damage from the thing and they also increased the rate that you do take damage from snakebite fireball and i think brimstones molotov as well so you take damage quicker now from those abilities and they they go out of their way to say that the total damage um per second has been unchanged so you don't take more damage from them but the tick speed so how fast each tick of damage just changes quicker right is is faster so you need to be more efficient with your b hops if you want and to I'll, avoid taking damage from I'll abilities tell you what, like those even just from that small change of making the tick rate faster it makes vipers uh snake bite feel more powerful it just feels yeah. like you have to get the hell out of it right even though it's like it's all the same number values but the the slower tick speed felt like you had more time it's interesting and also, because it's bigger, now there are more lanes it can now close off. Before mm. it was more limited, it's a hundred times bigger, it's a hundred uh, points bigger. It will be able to cover larger lanes. Right. And that, that I think, is one of the, if not the most important. You, there's more use for the utility now. Yeah, exactly. More situations where it could be effective. Um, so this this very last thing here is they change the amount that some utility from each character costs none of them are i don't think any of them are more than 100 credit uh a change for more than 100 credits but i'll just go through them really quick um sage barrier orb has been increased from 300 to 400 credits so that is a nerf to barrier orb slightly um raises blast pack has been increased from 100 to 200 credits phoenix's curveball rest in peace increased from 100 to 200 credits Brimstone's Molly has been increased from 2 to 300, and Jet's Updraft has been reduced from 2 to 100. So actually, every single one of these is a nerf, except for Jet's, which is a slight buff to her uh, her high jump, her updraft ability, which I actually like a lot. I, I do think that um, that ability is not so overpowered to where um, it needed to be 200 credits, right? I think that ability is fine being 100 credits. I think Jet is absolute piss. So to make her shit like a little bit less expensive, like yeah, if like you're a player I don't see what play... you're gonna do to me by jumping high twice right. yeah, if, in the round. So go ahead, do it for cheap. Like that's if, fine. If you if you wanna auto lock Jet and eat whatever food you want while gaming as hard as possible <laughs> at three in the morning, listen, that's totally up to you, and you can do that. It's a free country, right? But uh, I don't have to respect you, right? And I don't have to respect Jet. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking every single other character 16,000 other times before I pick Jet. But maybe they do like six more of these changes and nothing 
costs anything, maybe I'll pick Jet then. Real, cool. real quick, I think, I think the best buff <laughs> that they could give to Jet, I think the absolute best buff that they could make for Jet would be to remove the cooldown after her movement abilities. If they were to make it so you can instantly, or at least almost instantly, start shooting again after her updraft and after her dash ability... It is unfortunate oh my that goodness. you're almost forced to use... I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's not updraft, it's the other one. It's like Tailwind or something. Okay. Her dash. Uh, the dash, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kind of sucks that you're almost forced to use it as an escape right because yeah I, I feel like if they tuned that weapon pull out to be like half a second quicker you could do some really interesting things with like an entry jet and that is her role anyway is right exactly like, she plays like so. she's supposed to be a duelist a, I be, I an aggressive character if, if we saw that change coming yeah i think i, I, um, I, think, I think that is it that would be a very dangerous dangerous change though because sure. buffing yeah. that too much that could that could make Jet go from one of the worst characters in the game to the best character in the game. I feel like that is a that is a change that could really really make Jet very dangerous. It all depends on how good your teamwork is. You know what I want? I want controller Jet. I want Jet's twin sister who's like Storm where she has like long range wind abilities that are con map control based. I'd play the shit out of no more knives. She's got like a staff or some shit. <laughs> like storm. She's like a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the last change though. This is this is this is the change that I have felt the most in, in the oh, small yeah. amount of experience that we've had since the patch update, which is that they changed the money cap in the game down from twelve thousand to nine thousand. Yeah. And what that affects what in CS? What's in the cap CS, it's sixteen thousand. Whoa! Uh, I mean, CS oh, matches geez. have more rounds to them in general. I mean, the whole mechanic here is that the the smaller the money cap is, the lower the money cap is, the less further out ahead the winning team can get at any point in time. Yeah. So you're limited to the amount of times you can rebuy after you lose rounds, right? And so there were situations where we were playing where even though we were snowballing the other team, I, like, I was stuck in a position where I either had to choose to buy my teammate a gun or buy one for myself and full utility. Even, ha like, even having 9K, you know, I, I buy up fully that's like 4k right i yeah. die in that round my teammate dies in that round going into the next round i can't fully buy and drop it's just really interesting the biggest um, reason why i like a change like this is because of the inherent um lopsidedness of a game like counter-strike and valorant the round base bomb site attacker and defender um, format and what I mean by that is if you are a team that happens to be really solid on CT side or defender side and you take a team to 12 rounds on CT side 
then the enemy team has one shot. The the enemy team say they're also a, a CT a CT oriented team. They feel like they're they're better on the CT side, but they lost the coin flip, right? They have to attack first. They only get one round to attempt to try and start to bring it back. And if you get snowballed that hard and get so punished by getting snowballed that hard to where your econ is fucked and the enemy team can just keep it up because they have you know the they have the like two gods the wiggle room the guys are good enough right and they they have the wiggle room of keeping that you get a max of 12k right it just lowering that to 9k just makes it more of like you just if you are that much better you still need to continue being that much better throughout yeah. the course of an entire match as opposed to it just you being that much better and it getting that much easier the better you do you know what i'm saying like you need to have that consistent performance across the entire match if you want to win the match right and it makes it it makes it i think a more fair match throughout the course of an entire yeah, match yeah right it it just makes it makes every round mean more exactly yeah put it simply i mean it's also op control right if you get an op and then you buy that your too. full kit let's say you know since op 4500 plus full kit you're looking at around six grand mm. that's two-thirds and that's just you and exactly. that's just because you decided to get an op mm-hmm. so like before people would just like request ops like it's like well you've got like 11k exactly but now it's like <laughs> now it's like Press I can't get a gun now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it it sure makes not. you have to, it again. Cool. It makes it makes decisions like that more important throughout the course of an entire match, and that that's I why will, I like this change. I will say I do think it's probably going to end up being ten or eleven. I think that's the sweet. I was going to say I feel like ten would have been perfect. Nine feels a little N- bit a, a little egregious. <laughs> like I I can hit nine, and I'm <laughs> fucking gar- I'm Basura Jones. <laughs> Jalopy Jim in the flesh. All right, but yeah. So anyway, I actually do agree that that is one of, if not the biggest change here, and I, I like that change a lot. Yeah, I, I like it in theory, and and I hope they make it a little bit higher. I I kind of liked where it was with twelve, but twelve was also kind of. Any complaints with twelve, honestly? But I do understand ten or eleven. I think that's the sweet spot. I think that's they're gonna and and, and it seems like they're very willing I, to try this. I out. think it's just more of an incentive for people to not give up so early. Mm-hmm. It feels it yeah. lets people feel like they have a chance to break the team on every other round, as opposed to every four rounds or whatever. Right. I think that's important. I think it's important to make every round feel like it matters as opposed to... Well, because it should, yeah, right? Like, exactly. Absolutely. It, it, give, it gives more importance to winning Ecos. It gives more importance to winning full-buy rounds. It, it just... I like it. I like yeah. It. Okay. Great episode. That was wonderful. We went a little bit over, but who cares? That was a good conversation. I'm glad we had it. All right. So let's end it here. Um, that was episode, episode four of Run It Back. Uh, I I don't think we need to go through the the social media every single time. I'm flood underscore thirty three. You can find me here on Twitch and on Twitter at uh, tm underscore flood. Uh, over here to my right, 
I think it's right if you're watching the stream as well is my buddy Nick uh, he's also known as Major Blue 13 and right below me is Cole aka Silent Martyr spelled S-Y-L-3-N-T underscore M-4-R-T-Y-R and you can find us all on Twitch and all those other social medias we'll put everybody's information in the YouTube description for this video along with every other place you can find and listen to the podcast so thank you all very much for watching and we'll see you next time peace Bye -bye.